Gentlemen's Club, what is up? We are back week three, better than ever, to talk about the best fantasy football dynasty IDP keeper league that has ever existed in the history of the earth. Uh, I am here with our commish, Andrew Clark. How you doing, Clark? What's up, guys? Yeah, it's uh, it's a good week. We have another guest. Clark, would you... Well, oh, wait, before we do that, breaking news. We, we have to riff on this a little bit. Yes. Uh, I think we had the biggest, what the NBA would call super max contract given to a free agent ever in the history of the GC. I, I'm, I'm almost 100% certain. It has to be the record at this point. I'm trying to figure out in my head, like the math would work out to where you spend like literally 90% of your budget on one person. <laughs> like I think in, in modern terms, I don't know if we can calculate the math at which Fife just spent on, um, I would assume it was Patrick Mahomes, but it's none other than backup, <laughs> sometimes third string, maybe won't even play here in a couple of weeks, Justin Jackson running back to the Chargers. So, I mean, you think about salary cap space for like an entire team and your team would be booty around the rest of the team. But I just, like I went in and I told you this, I was like, I put like 85 bucks in on him. Cause I was like, Nick Chubb got hurt. Like I need somebody mm-hmm. to hold me over for a few weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was expecting to wake up and be like, okay, great. I outbid everybody by like 20 bucks because nobody really, you know. And I woke up and I was like, what just happened? That was more it than double. It has to be a typo. It yeah, was more than double what I offered. More than double. Meant to do <laughs> it. Was, it was insane. <laughs> you meant to do it. But hey, Dak Attack feeling hot on the first two weeks, going all in to try and make it. Yeah, I don't blame him. Like the, <laughs> the, the level at which Dak had has technically lost when it comes to this like any sort of feeling like you're moving forward or momentum you gotta chase it home well he's running like he's gotta be he's gotta be like one of only two or three times that's happened in the gc where a quarterback has scored 100 points and he had that i mean it was it was insane to watch yeah I, i haven't looked back too deep at Mahomes, but he would probably be the only other one I mean, yeah. we've had quite a few 80-point games and 90-point games. I know I've seen those multiple times, but to to break the threshold of 100 was insane. Absolutely insane. Incredible. Like, yeah. So not only did we have a really high-scoring quarterback team from Dak Attack, we also had the biggest stinking contract <laughs> the GC has ever seen, which is just awesome that it came from Jake Fife. Mad respect. Mad respect <laughs> to you, dude. All right, let's get on with the show. Breaking news done. Yeah, Clark, we have a guest with us this week. Who is our guest? Hey, our guest this week, which I'm excited about, is because uh, apparently I've just been fanboying aggressively <laughs> over his team. Um, is none other than the man, the myth, the legend himself, the owner of Team Team, Mr. Casey Thompson. Casey, what's up, buddy? Hey, I know that guy. That's me. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. How are you guys? Great. <laughs> We're good, man. We appreciate you being on. Casey, you are the younger brother of Chris, but besides that, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, let's see. I don't know. I I will say he's a middle child. So getting asked these questions about who he is, it's like everything he's waited for for 28 years. (laughs) There's so much you want to say, but you can't say it. I I don't, I don't know how to put it into words. Um, pressure freezing. Uh, let's see. Uh, I live in Granville. That's pretty cool. That's in Michigan. Um, yep. Uh, I work with my dad for a living. Um, we do screen printing and stuff. 
Uh, I went to Grand Valley for school, uh, graduated in five years because who wants to go for 16, hours, 16 credit hours a semester. Um, yeah, there's really not much more to tell about myself. Oh, dude, come on. You speed run games. I do speed run games on Twitch. Find me at twitch.tv backslash thermal square. That's me. <laughs> Sweet. Selfish promotion. <laughs> you now have gained we'll put a that, more followers. We have to put that in the show notes. Dude, totally. There totally. you go. I'll do it. I'm a moderator on his channel, so it'll be in there. Amazing. <laughs> cool. Um, so, Casey, how long have you been a part of the GC as the owner of Team Team? Oh, boy. I think this is my fourth year in the league so far. Uh, definitely had a lot of fun with it. I took over. I don't, I don't even remember whose team it was that I took over. but You took over Pablo's old team, right? Is that who he took over? Uh, he took over for Broad. Oh, so Broad. Okay. Either Broad oh, that's what it was. That's drafted, what it was. Yeah. expanded a team. Yep. Owned it one year, and then Casey took it over. Yeah. Yeah. Been on the precipice of, or the, yeah, the threshold of playoffs pretty much every single year you've been in, too. Yeah. Yeah. What are you kind of coming into this year? What was like, what were you most excited about or looking forward to, whether it be fantasy football or just football in general? I honestly, I think it was just football in general. You know, we've had this whole span of time where I think all of us were like, we don't even know if we're going to have football this year. And honestly, when we started talking about having the rookie draft, mm -hmm. it kind of snuck up on me like, oh, that's right. We have this thing that's happening soon. I'm not even ready because even on ESPN radio, they're hardly talking about football because who knows? We don't know if we're happen. having football this year. Yeah, so true. Yeah. I think I'm with you. I think my favorite part, like in the midst of this, I've been looking forward to this since the rookie draft happened. And when they said we might not do football, I was like, no, don't do that to me. Like I need the GC this year. Like do not do that to me. Um, so you took over a team. Uh, you didn't get to do the expansion draft, but you took over for a team. Who is your favorite player on your team uh, this year? Um. I'd have to say my favorite player is probably Delvin Cook. Uh, he was actually the first player oh, I drafted. Cause he, just because he gives you the most <laughs> points? Is that why he's your favorite player? Uh, duh. Like, <laughs> what, what What other reason? I mean. Yeah, he's no, a I, lot of good for society or something. I don't know. Eh, overrated. Hey, Cook is the first player you did draft, though, right? And you were actually yeah. the first rookie draft. Yep, he was the very first player I drafted. And was that four years ago already? And Yeah, yeah he's been my best player and probably my favorite player on the team so far. Yeah, that makes sense though. I mean, you, he's kind of, he's kind of your first player you drafted. Like you have to have a special attachment to that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, when it comes to playing guys within the GC, who's, who's your favorite team to beat and who's your biggest rival? They could be one of the same. Maybe they're two separate. What, what do you kind of see it? Um, I'm just going to give the obvious answer. My favorite team to beat is my brother. Have you beat me yet? I don't think you I have. beat you last year. Oh, did in you? Both the fantasy leagues you played in. Yeah. The other <laughs> league was trash though. I hate, I've always hated that league. That's why when I asked you if they did it this year and they didn't, I was like, no skin off my back. Maybe that's because you're just bad at drafting. Oh, Am I also your biggest rival? Uh, you might be. I mean, no, I don't think because you're really... not mine because I don't really pay attention to your team at all. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, not even worth Whatever. me paying attention to. 
Ouch. Well, uh, dang. Uh, it's been nice being here. I'm going to leave now. Uh, so what's your favorite aspect of the GC? Is it me? No, it's probably myself. Um, for reals though. No, uh, I think the best part is actually just the fact that we get to keep a team every year. Um, when I had joined the, the gentlemen's club, I, I'd never done a keeper league like that before. So it was really interesting to, I guess, as the years have gone by, figure out which positions I want to invest in long-term instead of, hey, player X, he might be um, towards the end of his career. I'm going to draft him in a single season league, whereas in like a dynasty league, you want to be thinking, hey, what's going to be good, not just this year, but a few years down the road as well. So that that's kind of been one of the funnest things I've liked about this league so far. Mm. That's awesome. I think that's genuinely my favorite part too. It's like you, you own a whole team and you have to think beyond just like this season. So mm-hmm. um, to wrap up your introduction, Casey, you got any quick funny stories about your brother, Chris, that everyone just needs to know? Oh man, I could tell a couple. Um, <laughs> well, I guess one quick one is when we were living at our parents' house on back quite a few years Chris had taken this big old stick and he decided it would be a good idea to just take this big old stick and whack it across the tree like every well, kid does yeah and it, it worked <laughs> however all of a sudden I see him grabbing the back of his head and he's going oh my gosh I'm bleeding but don't tell mom and dad I'm <laughs> and he just like runs inside it was just like I think Dude, he just seriously. whacked himself in the back of the head with a stick. It didn't fully break off. And I have a scar on the back of my head where I probably should have gone and got stitches or something that I didn't. And it's like a raised bump up there. Oh and like, my luckily God. my hair grows over it. Cause no hair grows there anymore. It's hilarious. Did you like, yeah. so you smacked the tree and the stick just came back around and well, yeah. Cause I hit it, but it didn't like break all the way cause yeah. it was dead. So like part of it was still hanging on. And then I brought it back and it like <laughs> broke off and stuck me right in the back of the head. <laughs> Classic. we were always so scared of my parents like if we did something wrong or got hurt like don't tell mom and dad because they're oh, just yeah. gonna be yep. po'd that we oh, got yeah. hurt and need to go that, to the hospital yeah. or that, something that was the common phrase in our hustle don't, don't tell, mom, tell and dad. mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> i yelled at it my brother quite a bit oh yeah well because yeah i mean he's younger than you that's yeah, what yeah, i always yeah. that, that's why i yelled it at my brother the most yeah yeah you keep your mouth shut yeah keep your mouth shut <laughs> yep, yes, you sir. know what's good for you you won't get another you won't get another beaten Oh, <laughs> too good. Well, sweet. Okay, Casey, we we did this with Pablo, and we call this the guest hot seat because we want to put you on a bit of a hot seat, and so we're gonna do a form of word association. So we'll say a word, and you say the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Okay. All right. Here's the first word, Dalvin. Cook. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Why did that sound painful? <laughs> uh, playoffs. Twenty twenty one. Okay. Um, scuffed. Speed runs. Oh gosh. Lions. Dreadful. Oh. Patricia. Fired. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last one, Timberlake. 
Justin. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, guys. So we're going to do a little bit of what we want to call maybe like a GC redraft. Um, we sat down. We said, you know, we looked back at how the GC started and kind of like how that original year we drafted very much from a um, single season play, right? Like the, the teams we drafted, a lot of those guys that we took were not maybe dynasty minded. Like we've already talked about here a little bit where we talk about this idea of a team that you have year in and year out and you invest in players who year one might only average 15 points, but you're banking on that running back to continue to be the guy. So in year three, he's averaging you 25 points. It's kind of like a Delvin Cook or, or players like that. So we thought it'd be fun to quickly do a seven-round snake format draft. So uh, picks one through three, and then three through one is how we'll do it. Um, Casey is our guest. So we gave him the first pick, and then in random numbers, I'll pick second, and then Chris will pick third, and then we will snake going back and forth for seven rounds. Building a roster that will be a one QB, two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, and then one linebacker. So we're not doing the full, I'm not going to bore you with the full redraft, but just kind of a core of your team um, with a goal that you will create a team that will be the most competitive and be winning in three to five years. Okay. So yes, maybe they will be successful next year or this year, but the goal is that you're drafting, you know, if you have a choice between Adrian Peterson or a Justin Jackson, maybe you take Jackson because we're assuming Peterson is, is probably retired in five years. So mm -hmm. like you're kind of look. So round one, we saw three quarterbacks go. And with the first pick was Mahomes with Casey. What was, you know, that seems like a pretty straightforward pick, but what was your thought process, especially with fantasy normally being running back heavy, but I think the GC, leans more quarterback but mm -hmm. kind of what was your thought process and how did you kind of prepare for this uh i think patrick mahomes and andy reed are just a perfect marriage in kansas city with all the weapons they have there patrick mahomes is going to be lighting it up in kansas city for years to come so mm -hmm. for me it was just a natural pick to just go patrick mahomes sure um which i i agree with you i think Again, just looking at GC history, we talk about quarterback and the value there. Like, uh, from what I could tell, I think Mahomes is the only quarterback to – he's the only player as well um, to score over 1,000 points in a wow. season. And he did that back in his MVP year of 2018. That's crazy. So, wow. And at this point, he's he's only looks like he's going up. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's a great pick. Lamar Jackson, I was back and forth between Lamar Jackson or Josh Allen. Honestly, they, I mean, who knows if Dak gets paid and yeah. sticks around, who knows what it looks like. I'm sure he would have been a top five quarterback chosen, but mm -hmm. Lamar offers health. If he's healthy, he offers the best duo or duo. Oh, yeah. So Reminds me so much of the, versa the versatility of um, Michael Vick back in the day. Yeah. You know, like dangerous. Everybody hates playing against the Ravens because they never know what's going to happen with Lamar. Yeah. Like, I think the reason I chose Josh Allen is just like, I mean, I look at the team that he has around him, like in his wide receivers and what he's doing mm. with not great talent, not terrible talent, but like he is lighting it up for such mm -hmm. a young quarterback. 
And if they can get a great running game going and a couple more like tools there, yeah, man, he is going to be something special for that team. Yeah. So I picture I him. Him, I picture him like if, if the Bills had like a Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or like even a, a decent running back, like how much better they would be. They have the weapons on the outside with Brown and with digs now and all that, but they just need that like safety valve for him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, yeah. Cause like Singletary and Moss both are decent, but neither one, like Moss would, there's just nothing there yet. And Singletary yeah. is in his second year, but it's like neither of them have really ever lit it up, mm-hmm. you know, to the point where it's like consistently lighting it up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're seeing him, we're seeing him win with broad this year. And he wasn't terrible as a rookie, and he just – he literally – he reminds me of Cam Newton so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so it's just cool to see that. Yeah. So um, so round two, we all went running backs with CMC, Josh Jacobs, and Barkley. Chris, you chose CMC as the first running back off the board. What do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, he's entering this, – this was his fourth year, like getting a little bit older, but – I mean, just the versatility of his game of being both a pass catcher and rusher on a team that uses him so much. Like, I think he's got another good couple years. And even if, even if he doesn't, like, even if he's only got three or four more years, like you can still trade him to a team for something good in the future Mm -hmm. to keep building off of, you know, who's like on the precipice of being in the playoffs and needs that extra push if I'm not there or whatever, and I could trade him. So there was multiple layers to why I took him. Yeah. 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 I, I, I don't think you were wrong in that pick that like, no. I, I think you have to have him again, statistically for how the GC scoring works. He's incredible Yeah, for a team when healthy. I think, you know, we pray he comes back healthy for Taylor and that, that writes itself. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. I think Josh Jacobs, honestly, I chose him because the Raiders are using him heavy running still but they're starting to throw the ball to him and you know if that balance was to go from like 25 rushes to like 20 rushes but like eight catches a game like a cmc type touch rate that would be really cool so that's what i'm kind of banking on there with him yeah with saquon barkley i i was a little hesitant on this base mostly because he's on the new york giants um the the Giants are a terrible football team, but if they can stay bad for a few years and maybe build up an offensive line, mm-hmm. you know, maybe get some receivers for Daniel Jones or, you know, maybe a different quarterback that'll open up something and Saquon Barkley can feed off that. Um, obviously, the biggest thing right now is his ACL injury yep. and whether he comes back from <clears throat> from that. Um, banking that happens so just i mean hoping he comes back healthy and stronger than ever so yeah yeah I, I, he's just he's just a great player like he's so young like mm-hmm. he just that like, you he's you see him and like, you want him to do well yeah absolutely <laughs> so and then round three open with you taking cook is that was that a homer pick or was that what was your thought it, with that one kind of i think it also Kind of like the running and also passing. He's very good at both of those. Very mm-hmm. versatile, especially in Minnesota where Kirk Cousins has Adam Thielen and no one else really. So 
he's kind of their biggest weapon in Minnesota. And he's just overall, if you watch him play, he's a great running back. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a good pick. Took Michael Thomas, first receiver off the board. Again, when healthy, like, I think Breeze is a very good quarterback. So don't get me wrong when I say they also run a very pass-heavy system. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just Sean Payton and those guys in general. So whoever's going to replace Breeze, I'm assuming it's probably going to still be pretty heavy pass. Now, mm-hmm. Breeze is a great quarterback, so, like, that helps. But Thomas, I mean, has just done nothing but catch football since he came to the league. Yeah, he's had yeah. over 100 receptions in, like, each of the seasons that he's been in. You know, it's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah and then I took Calvin Ridley um, because same sort of reasoning, like, Matt Ryan's getting older. Julio Jones is also getting older. Like who knows how long they're going to be, but he'll be the number one there if he stays yeah. there, you know, and whoever mm-hmm. they bring in is going to be slinging the football. So, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of makes sense to take him because he's already proven this year outside of last game that like he can do it as a number one. Like Absolutely. he had zero points last week and is still the number one wide receiver. That's incredible. In league, which is crazy. That's incredible. So, um round four then chris you took camara mm-hmm. yeah same sort of thing like just the stuff that camara has been able to do there he's 24 25 i can't remember but i mean even the way that that offense just runs like it is pass heavy but he is such a pass catcher mm-hmm. and an outlet for breeze if something isn't downfield that like he just racks up ridiculous amounts of points all the time like between him and cmc on the team like that's a ton of points for my team yeah. every single week yeah. 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 That's a good pick. Zeke felt like the most forced pick. Like I, as soon as I said his name, I thought to myself like, Oh, Joe Mixon. Oh, maybe Antonio Gibson. Oh, like there was like four or five other Jonathan names. Jonathan Taylor or jo- you know, whoever Jonathan else. Taylor probably actually made the most sense. Um, <laughs> yeah. That was probably a mistake. That was definitely a Homer pick, but I think, <laughs> do I think in three years he'll still be legit? Yes. Do I think in five years he'll still be legit? Mm, maybe could be Emmett probably Smith falls again who knows yeah he probably falls. <laughs> yeah <laughs> he'll probably he probably falls in that cmc category not not skill not like point skill level but just in the sense of like in a year or two i use him for mm-hmm. something else so yeah you trade him to a team that's gonna make it needs that extra player for a push who's gonna be legit because again the cowboys are always fighting for a playoff position and he's always going to be playing till the very end of the season you yep. know so yeah, yeah, they're never just dominating. So guys sit like he's just in. Right. The yeah, round right. five ended with Casey picking George Kittle, and then you took Juju. Or round four ended with Kittle. Round five began with you taking Juju. What were those two picks there, Casey? Yeah, I think George Kittle overall is just a really great receiving tight end. Uh, he's got a young quarterback in when when he's healthy, Jimmy Garoppolo, who's looks like he might be there for quite a while. They got a young reco- young core overall, so. I think George Kittle is just going to be catching balls from Jimmy G for a while. And then with Juju Smith-Schuster, I guess it's kind of like Drew Brees as well. Ben Roethlisberger getting a little older, has been dinged up a little bit. But I also trust that the Steelers are going to draft a successor to Ben Roethlisberger smart. And I mean, look at last year. They were using their third-string quarterback, and they still went 8-8 as a team. So I trust that they're just going to be a good team and he's going to have a quarterback that's going to be able to throw the ball to him. Mm-hmm. 
I would agree with that. Um, I took Jerry Judy as my second receiver. Um, honestly, just based off just a little bit we've seen, I think Chris, you took CD lamb right behind him, And mm-hmm. like either one of those were like, yeah, that was a, that was almost like a coin flip in my mind of like, yeah, I think they're both going to be dominant. Um, we just I don't just, know enough yet. Yeah. But, but we're but trying to pick something that we could have these guys. I mean, for me, like CD lamb and maybe even for him was like, it could be longer than five years. It could be upwards of 10 years. Yeah. I don't know, you know, yep. but the other thing I was like, especially with the wide receiver and tight end position, like wide receivers never get picked first in this league. Mm-hmm. Like we could always pick up or try again in the next couple of years to get somebody right. Like, yep. especially like, that's why I took Travis Kelsey and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but like he's 31, you know, yep. but like a tight end is not a make or break. I'm going to go for what's hot right now. And he's yep. on Kansas city. And tight ends are never taken first, so I could, if Kansas City ever drafts a tight end in a future draft, like use a pick early if I don't need it on on a tight end that's at Kansas City or whatever it exactly. might be, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you took Kelsey there starting the sixth. I took Mark Andrews, my tight end. Um, Jackson uses him. Mm-hmm. So that was almost that pairing of like he – I think he's besides Kelsey and Kittle is targeted the most in the red zone. Like he just, he's going to catch three to five balls, get 50 to 85 yards and like a touchdown a game. Like that's been like his straightforward average for like two years now. And mm-hmm. so it's like, I, it's not the 15 for 185 and two touchdowns like Kittle <laughs> where he's your number one player for the week and 40 points yeah. as a tight end or whatever just, the heck just it was. incredible. But like, he's going to mix, he's going to hand you probably two, three times a year, like a a sub 10 point game and he's going to hand you a reward you with like 15 to 20 points a week. And he's 24. So yeah. he's there for yeah. a while. Yeah. And they drafted other guys. They had Hayden Hurst and they literally who they took before him and they let those guys go to keep him. So right. in my mind, he's going to, he should barring injury, which is all this played out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be pretty solid. Yeah. Um, and then kind of, as we finished Casey, you took DK Metcalf at six or yep. in the end of the sixth round. And then queen, with the first pick in the seven go through those two picks for us yeah i think with dk metcalf that was a makeup pick for me because i re- back when he was a rookie in the rookie draft i really wanted to draft him but someone picked him up like the pick before i wanted to pick him so it's it's one of those things but i also think he's especially in seattle with russell wilson great quarterback still fairly young as a quarterback you know he's burning by people right now mm. whether that Obviously, that's not going to last forever, but I think for the next three to five years, he can be an outstanding receiver for Russell Wilson in Seattle. And with Patrick Queen, you know, rookie, he's already starting in Baltimore. He's already racking up the tackles, so he's only going to get better from here, hopefully. Yeah. I think that was a, like of all linebackers, Queen in my mind makes probably the most sense just for position where he's at and what he's already showing Devin white i feel is similar um and so but i i love the queen pick i think that was the best linebacker choice and then last pick fred warner dude yeah i mean just the the he's in his second or third season he started as an outside linebacker and worked his way to inside linebacker when they had Mm -hmm. a good inside linebacker he got hurt and got his opportunity and they never looked back yeah, like just a work ethic on that guy, like alone, 
I mean, he's averaging like 12 points this season. Like he's on my team. So like, yeah. that's why I picked him. Cause I know how good he is, yeah. you know, but he kind of yeah. speaks for himself. Yeah. Awesome. Well, it was fun. I think we'll, uh, we'll find a way to post the, the lineups and kind of like, you guys, we want you guys as the rest of the league to kind of tell us what pick we mess up on, who did we miss out on, and then, uh, yeah, who do you think has the best roster going forward? So we've got a lot going on in this episode. Uh, good stuff, though, because everybody looks forward to the commissioner's report on the power rankings uh, every couple of weeks. So, Clark, you worked hard struggled even coming up with this week's power ranking so give them to us we'll talk about it and see what we think as we go along cool so leading into week four this is the fun part now because power rankings genuinely like start to make a little more sense in my opinion mm -hmm. like this point if you're one and three oh and four like mm, it's hard to keep you near the top five whereas if you're four and oh three and one like there's there's some president to, yep, you should be near the top. Teams so, are starting to speak for themselves. They're yeah, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's way easier than when the team's one and oh, or oh and one and being like, yeah, you didn't mean to lose Taylor. And then oh and two, no, you didn't mean to, CMC's hurt. And then you're oh and three. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. that being yeah. said, leading into at the end of week four, heading into week five, power ranking stand as this at number 12, I have Mile High Club. Taylor Kobleski no. at 0 and 4. <laughs> that one hurts because he was like our fan favorite. Like He was number two at the beginning of the season. Yeah, he was the original. And it was just by week three, I kind of moved him down there too. Um, you used the best term I probably ever heard when it came to the glass cannon reference mm -hmm. of like you, you sold out for something and it just backfired. And A, he didn't know Calvin Ridley was going to go off like he did. You get CMC, you assume you you have a running back who has the highest, the most points ever scored by a running back in our in the GC is CMC. Yep. Like, it just makes sense. Gets hurt. One player shouldn't tank your team that much, but it's like, yeah. At this point in the season, Taylor's not in games of like, oh, man, if you had CMC, you would have won that game by 40. It's like, oh, if you had CMC, you would have only lost by five. Right. Right. Like yeah. yep. that's, that's the issue. And well, yeah. And we'll talk about, I mean, we were, when we thought about his team, we were like wide receivers could be the issue. And in the next section, we'll talk about that. Like it, yeah. it, it is, it, that, that is the big thing for him is, yeah. is wide receivers, but yeah. And beauty yeah. of the season is 13 weeks long. We're four weeks yep. in, you could still finish nine and four. Yep. Depending it's just on, like, depending on what your schedule is and who you play and CMC yep. comes back in a week or two, like, yeah, could move back so. up. So he's number 12. Number 11, I have Team Broad at one and three. Um, the Saquon injury, he's another guy who just got crushed by injury. But again, like you look at the strength of a team is you lose your best player, do you falter? And like, there was a moment there where I almost felt like I undersold him to start the season because he came out so strong heading into week two. And then week three, he lost and then he lost again in week four. It was kind of like, okay, like there's some pieces missing. Mm -hmm. yeah. Luckily, he has Josh Allen. He's not getting the DAC attack effect. Right, right. Quite yeah. yet. But it's like, at this point, I have him at 11. So. Right. But I mean, and we talked about this a little bit, like setting lineups matters, you know, for some mm -hmm. of this. And like, it is Thursday, but like, 
OJ Howard is in the starting lineup. Yeah. Should be playing right now. You know, like uh, it's a defensive tackle, a linebacker and a cornerback that are all either on injured reserve or have bye weeks this week. Right. Like that also doesn't help. Um, Exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, that is the cardinal sin of the GC. (laughs) Totally. uh, Which does make a huge difference. Like it does maybe not in a defensive tackle position, but you're, if you're, if you offensively linebackers and offense, if you have an injured reserve or a guy not playing, you can, you can skate away with not with missing out on three points from a D tackle. You can't skate away with missing out on 15 points. From right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Which leads me to number 10 team team. Mm. Yo, this one hurt. <laughs> team team. I've been fanboying over you all. I'm sorry. So far. Um, I think I understand the Julio mishap, but that was because he was a game time decision. So I totally yeah. get that. Yeah, it was like eleven thirty or something. He got switched out. Yeah, yeah that one I was I was not happy about, but yeah, just just out of your control. You ran into you ran into the deck buzzsaw at this point, but um, yeah. maybe just briefly walk us through. You know, you you mentioned earlier, kind of like playoffs next year. Like, how are you feeling about your team so far? Like, what is the good the bad and is there some ugly in there uh i think when it comes to the ugly i think it's kind of my wide receiver position right now mm-hmm. outside of julio jones who at this point is kind of hit or miss whether he's going to be in the starting lineup or not i have some young guys right now but there's no one that's like hey i'm gonna get you 12 to 15 points every week you know mm-hmm. Marvin Jones, I was kind of expecting to be, you know, give me 10 points, you know, with Kenny Galladay there, not yeah. so much. And I don't know. I'm just still trying to build up in different areas. I, you know, I think I went through three linebackers going on IR in like week one and two. Mm-hmm. I think I picked some, one guy up week one and he was on IR after like a minute into the game. <laughs> I was like, cool, got to pick up another linebacker then he gets hurt i'm like oh gotta pick up another linebacker sweet so yeah injuries have also i mean that's something i've noticed is injuries seem to pile up especially this year for whatever reason and yeah it's brutal out there for players this year it's crazy yeah week two was rough yeah what do you what do you think you have going for you though i gotta say my running back position with Dalvin Cook and Jonathan Taylor. They're yeah. still both very young, really good. Um, I've actually been really surprised in Justin Herbert so far this season. Yeah. Um, I'm still not 100% sure if I should start him some weeks, but he's actually looked really, really good so far. So I guess if he keeps looking good and as long as Jared Goff has the weapons on the Rams, I think I've got two pretty pretty good quarterbacks so far yeah, yeah. i mean both of your quarterbacks are averaging over 50 points like yeah. golf i think is exactly 50 and herbert i'm looking at him right now is 58.8 like yeah. you can't go wrong with your quarterback and darnold's right not a terrible fantasy quarterback not amazing but i mean yeah he's just on the jets <laughs> exactly um yeah no and honestly like that's the that's been what i've loved about team team and you and like that like where your team's at like where you've built from but yeah, one and three, I mean, you really are running into the injury bug. It's just kind of like, yeah. you know, we start to see, we start to see like what your bench depth is 
and that's mm-hmm. as the season progresses and that's where you kind of see the true nature of a team so yeah that was 10 still room to grow plenty of time yep number nine i have our biggest riser in the last couple weeks um i put deck attack i put fife at number nine i think there at two go. and two um i think for what it's worth he like we we joke about the joshua or the 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 jackson signing um but it's like it's it's riding the Mahomes train. Now it's riding the Dak train. And like you mix Dak getting crazy amounts of points. And then if he can, like literally it comes down to if his guys just play at their projected level, right? He, yeah. he actually can be competitive in every week. Yeah. I mean, he's just, a, just feels like a massive if. Yeah. He's got Smith Schuster, which Alan Robinson, been. like mm-hmm. he's got Robinson who's got 10 points already at halftime on yeah. Thursday when we're watching, when we're recording this, like he's got Tim Patrick good. for some reason is the number one receiver for the, the Broncos, but yeah. he's got him like, yep. yeah, it, it's a mat. Like it is the biggest if, but it's like, I, there's that part of me that's like, does deck, does, does he just one more win? And he literally matches his wins for the last three years. Yeah. I mean, for him, like, even if Justin Jackson, if Austin Eckler is not hurt for very long and comes back, he's still got Adrian Peterson, who's getting like 15 points a game. Like, who could come in and who is the guy in Detroit right now, seemingly. Mm -hmm. Like, unfortunately. I mean, there's, he's, he's got some potential to keep moving. Like, is he going to be a 10 and five team or 10 and three team? Probably not. But could he be right on the, the threshold of getting into the playoffs, there is a definite chance for that this year, I think. Mm-hmm. Or just not being the number one pick anymore. Like I don't even have any desire to trade for his first rounder because I can't trust that it's going to be the number one overall. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh no, I, I've been really impressed. And it as much as we say it's been Dak, like his team has just played well and we're seeing yeah. pieces. There's not much to pick through on the bench and everything else. Like there still needs to be just some years at this point or some moves made to help build, but we laughed when he traded Mahomes, but it brought him Juju. It brought him Sony Michelle and it brought him Dak mm-hmm. three cornerstone pieces at some level for where his team's at currently. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. The trade actually looks pretty decent at this point. Yeah. I mean, Michelle is on IR, unfortunately, but sure. But for a moment, look like the man finally. Oh, and then, yeah. So, so he's nine. So crack in the top 10 for probably the first time in three years genuinely like and that's again props yeah. number eight i have at one and three team van camp um i think he van camp's team when i look throughout the history of it are weeks when he scores the most points and there's weeks where it makes absolutely no sense but he scores the least amount of points i don't think he's dealing with too many Injuries, yeah, Cam going on COVID IR, like, is a bummer. But, like, through and through, like, he has a really good team. It just kind of rides this line of, like, are they going to perform or not? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's got some really talented young players. And then he's also got, like, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Jones from green bay and Devonte adams yeah. like he's got some yeah. killer green bay players that like when they all go off at the same time like it's a massacre oh yeah, yeah. totally totally yeah so just just looking for a little more consistency there but at one and three like i said we're getting to the point where it's like 
it is harder to justify him staying near the top when there are three or four teams at two and two, mm-hmm. three and four teams at three and one or better. So it's kind of like, yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven is the champ, 2019 champ um, with a good old asterisk on there, uh, Pablo <laughs> Siskamani. Uh, he gave me a good beating, beat me by about 10. Um, so ruined my perfect record. But it happened, man. COVID got me. But um, yeah, his team's on the rise. He started out 0 2, 1 2 straight. Like, Wilson's think, helped him out. He Hopkins probably helped him out. Started playing Wilson, which makes you think, man, if he started Russ week one or week two, is he 3 and 1 right now yeah. instead of 2 and 2? So um, I'm excited for. You know, Pablo being good is good because it makes him tra- talk more trash or something to be more fun. Which is good for everybody. But uh, yeah, so he's on the rise. Not there, yeah, I don't necessarily want to skip over, but not much there other than he's just playing right and he started rust. Yep. Yep. Yeah, he started the right people, starting the climb. Um, yep. Yep. Number six, the newly uh, named Juicy J because Joe Williams <laughs> has. Um, dubbed himself via Taylor Kovaleski, um, the Jerry Jones of our league. Um, oh gosh. Because he was dominant in the past. Oh, yeah. And now he's supposed to be good now. But we'll see what happens. A lot of the Cowboys. But he, he can't take that from Bubba quite yet. Nope. nope. But uh, he uh, – and then he has a huge issue with the rookie rule. But – Anyways, whatever. <laughs> Just keep picking up rookies and having to drop them. But yeah, um, he's another one. Started out really rough, and then the last couple weeks, like his just his teams turned it on. And and we'll talk about this in later episodes. Like, there was a day when you didn't want to play Joe Williams in the GC. No. And honestly, when I look at the schedule, he's one of those guys who I still think to myself, like, yeah, I don't really like that I'm playing Joe this week. Um. When yeah, you have names like Michael Thomas, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham Jr., CeeDee Lamb now, like, it, it, he just has a scary team. Well, yeah, I mean, Odell Beckham, like, it was a huge hit for him when he got traded from the Giants. But then he goes off for 43 points last week. Like, if Odell Beckham can do any, like, half of that a week, like mm-hmm. his old self, I mean, that's yeah. a totally different team you're facing if we each week. If Tom Brady can sling four touchdowns, three or four touchdowns a week, like he usually does, like... Bro, Juicy J is is scary. <laughs> he gets rolling. Dude. He gets rolling real quick. Yeah. Um, so he's number six. So cracking our top five and kind of moving in that direction. Um, at number five, I have team overhaul with Joe Pedersen. Joe's moved up quite a bit from the original power rankings too. Yes. He, he's just – his team has just played – Better and better. And remember, we talked about in the preseason, ranking him 11 was almost like a disrespect to him mm-hmm. out of just kind of like, we don't know what to expect from his team. Yep. Um, but it's like, as things have progressed through the, through the season, like he's winning with James White kind of being out and finally coming back. He's winning with like, um, he has Aaron Rodgers and Kyler Murray. So, I mean, it's not only set up for now, but Kyler Murray's a guy we could have drafted in our, our rookie draft or in our mm-hmm. future draft. Yeah. Um, you know, he's a guy who, if the running back position gets figured out for him, great team. Like Mike Davis has filled in admirably for CMC. Well, and that's helped um, him out fill a gap that he needed. 
Yeah. You know, because Zach Moss got hurt. Like, who knows what would yep. happen if Zach Moss doesn't have his what, toe issue or something like that with Devin Singletary. Like, Zach Moss could be doing well, you know. Like, mm -hmm. he might be a good holdover player until Zach Moss gets healthy, and then hopefully he doesn't because I have Devin Singletary, but takes over for him, <laughs> you know. Exactly. Um, yeah, so he just – there's just a lot of pieces there where it's just like he, it's hard to bet against him, and his team's just playing really well. Luckett – or Lockett, Cup, Higgins – especially Lockett and Cup are, are two great wide receivers worth having on your roster. So yep. at number five, like at two and two, we're just seeing a lot of like, he's just been the steady climber. Like I had him at, you know, number 11. And then after week one, it was 11. After week two, he'd moved up to week number 10. After week three, I had to move up to seven. And then now him cracking that, that top five there. Yep. I think to week four, cause it's just kind of getting better and better. So number four, um, I have team Akterhoff uh, with Taylor Akterhoff there at three and one. Um, he made the big trade with Bubba um, yep. and it seemed to do well for both of them actually. So one of those more fair trades than we normally see here in the GC. Um, I, I, I've said, I think I've said this two or three times on this podcast already, and we're only three episodes in, but I love Actor Hoff's team. So mm -hmm. um, he's got a lot of good parts. And then you look at the fact that Chubb gets hurt and who has Kareem Hunt? Actor Hoff does. does. Yep. And that just means <laughs> it's crazy amounts of points for him. Yeah. And he already has guys like Chris Carson and Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon. Yep. Yeah. He's got three so, solid running backs for the next like six weeks. Yep. And Robbie Anderson's been decent. You know, Stefan Diggs has been consistent and decent. Amari Cooper plays for Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. So he's like the second best receiver. Joe Burrows is rocking it as a rookie QB. Like this Top team is quarterback. scary, man. Yes. Yep. Team Akerhoff is rolling. And we don't, we don't talk a lot about his linebackers, but he slowly – has like creeped into like the stratosphere of like top two or three linebacker groupings in our league as well. Um, and so, which I'm sure you'll maybe touch on later, but like just, yeah, he's got a good team. He's, he's getting into that range of like, I don't want to play against him or Joe or like, there's a couple guys like that's, that's mm -hmm. actor off there. Mm -hmm. um, number three, I have team Holly Griffin, which is the Christopher Thompson at three and one what are you uh what are your thoughts so far on your team um i think stat corrections did me dirty oh, yeah. <laughs> and i should be four no yeah they did you <laughs> dude i i i like my team i am nervous about my team though like mm -hmm. that's been the case the entire year like yeah. with kareem hunt being there with nick chubb always had me nervous like we talked about that at the beginning devin yep. singletary zach moss made me nervous like for the most part, things have fallen my way, but they, there's just so much like who knows if Nick Chubb comes back, if he'll even yeah. be starting anymore because he's had mm -hmm. six weeks off and Kareem Hunt is rolling and they have a connection there, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. Like I, I have no idea what's going to happen, but like Clyde Edwards Hilaire, he could be a, he could be a beast if he gets his running numbers up, you know? So like it might make up for something there, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause he's be, he's gotten over hundred yards like every game, but it's been passing and running, you know? So yeah, I, I don't know. Like 
my quarterbacks the past couple of weeks have been a little down. Like there was one week where there was no good quarterback to play. Like Matt Ryan got 30 some points. Lamar Jackson got 30 some points. Like hmm. um, Calvin Ridley laid a big old goose egg last week <laughs> with playing. Like That's weird. Was he hurt? They he think hurt. he was. Yeah. They think he had like an ankle thing or something like that during the game. But, um, and he's had like some back stuff and whatnot. anyways, um, yeah, I just don't know. What's in, I, I, I am nervous about my team. Pleasantly surprised, but nervous all the yeah. way around. Yeah. yeah. I like your team. You've really, you've built a good defense. Like, yeah, your whole, your whole team's coming together. Nice. You're in that stratosphere of guys. They don't like to play, which I'm playing this week. So <laughs> Lucky for me. I'm on but, COVID. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Keep cheering for COVID. <laughs> um, but yeah. So at three, yeah. Solid top three. And that was the thing I, so at number two, I have team Clark. I have myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I lost for the first time to Pablo. I will say this COVID played a factor and I still only lost by like 10. So like, and Derek Henry wasn't playing when he was supposed to like, exactly. And and so I like, I'll, I'll bank on like, Okay, it would be hard for me to dramatically drop right, yeah, someone there, but um, yep. mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think I I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I love my team, but I just for every game I have that I'm just like, holy crap! I scored that many points. I have a game where I'm like, wow, did Daryl Henderson forget how to play football? You know, unlike and, this week, White has one point at linebacker so far. You yeah, know? so it's like. like <laughs> It's me. I don't know. Yeah. So it's just it's just one of those my team's a little too inconsistent still. But um but I'll say winning. And honestly, a loss lets me breathe week in and week out. There's always that subtle like when you're we are undefeated, you're almost like, Yeah, oh, I kinda wanna keep this. Now with the loss, you're kinda like, Okay, I can breathe, I can just kind of enjoy it. I still wanna win, but yeah, uh, it's not make or break. Yeah. So. And the the cowboy owner of our league. That means he's number one undefeated, <laughs> holding his yeah. breath. So number one is Mr. Bubba, uh, the Bubba's Iron Iron City Yinzers. It's supposed to be said close to iron, I guess, is how you say it. Yeah. Um, There's a video I'm sure he'll post because we butchered again for everybody in the he's, in the he's, GC. We're just gonna refer it to Bubba's Dallas Cowboy Yinzers <laughs> is. Uh, <laughs> Is good old <laughs> number one four no. Um, yes, he was originally he's already had stat correction issues this season. Um, him and Van Camp, but um, he's we I, I've said this before, so I will be very quick with it. But it's like we joke about the defense stuff, but he's just built a consistent defense and he's he's proving the point of like defense does help you win in this league. I'm looking through his team right now and he has no Dallas Cowboys players. Like, I wonder if he's purposely dropped them to like maybe have us get rid of that dude. It's not going to work. You might as well pick up Dallas Cowboy players. Yeah, dude, just get on, get on the train, bud. <laughs> um, no, Bubba's got a great team. Um, I'm excited for him. Hopefully getting him on this podcast too. And Oh, we'll like, talk plenty of trash. I can talk a little trash with you, Chris, but um, Lose pizza. No, Bubba. So good. Bubba's been, you know, one of our original expansion teams. Him and Actorhoff, and he really's done nothing but just kind of win since he's joined the league. Mm-hmm. And it's always really sneakily done. 
he plays in the Timberlake, which is the league, the conference that seems to be very back and forth. And he's always right in the mix, um, including playing in the championship game already. So it's like, there's a lot of balance there. And, and like I said, he's done it through a decent, excuse me, he's done it through a decent offense. A consistent offense is probably a better way to say it. Um, and, and a pretty solid defense normally. Yeah, I think so. I think out of every week, he might be the only person that scored above his projected total every single week up to this point. Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure everybody else has underperformed at least one week to this point, and I don't think he has so far. This, yeah. I mean, his wide receiver right now that's playing has zero points, so it might be the first week, but who the heck knows with his team what's actually going to happen because they've just been crushing it by, like, 20 points every week. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yep, I dig it. So that's that is the power rankings as they stand. So it's a good list. Yeah, I'm pleasantly cool. surprised with some people that moved up. I think you, I think you did a great job ranking them. Thanks. It's it. It gets a little easier, but it gets a little more intense because we do we're getting deeper in the season now, which is yep. crazy. We're already four weeks in, but yep. So yeah, there it is. Um. So. Kind of our last um, topic or, or point of discussion for this podcast, we want to do one of our lists, our top fives. Um, and Chris, you've built one that kind of we're going to do not every podcast, but we'll do a couple times throughout the season. Mm-hmm. That'll kind of show us who has the best, which team, so which GC team has the best positions, yep. like like their unit, so running back unit, wide receiver unit based on the GC scoring and yep. and the averages and all that stuff. So you've put yeah. that together. You've done a lot of work on this. Yep. And every couple episodes will kind of update you. So yep. yeah, and just to clarify, top. like we have a running back wide receiver position. Like we did running back non-flexes for a position. So if you use that running back wide receiver, it counts towards your running back. If you use the wide receiver there, it counts towards your wide receiver overall total. So just for that distinction for anybody and whatever was in the flex position that week, counts toward flex position so it could be a running back wide receiver tight end that's how we've uh kind of did this so we'll start with quarterback uh probably no surprise but the team that has had that has scored the most points at quarterback is Dak attack with 328.3 points through four weeks wow yeah crazy team broad is number two uh with 291.2 points still crazy Mile High Club with 258 is in third. And I guess I'll step in real quick. Are you – is this just based off like what Dak has scored and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes has scored? Or is it like Dak plus every quarterback he has? No, this is based off of what quarterback is in the starting slot. So it's only starting quarterbacks, only starting positions. Yeah. So like uh, Pobbs' Pobbs team has had two quarterbacks start, but Dak has only had one, right? So, Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, so, uh, mile high club, 258, uh, team overhaul has 233 and then 2019 champ has 229. So Dak attack has 99 more points. That is two full quarterback weeks compared to the fifth person in our league. And he's only started Dak and he's only started Dak, which is nuts. Prescott's like on a, a historic run right now. Oh, he has to be. He has to be by far. Yeah. Like, I mean, he has legitimately like 328 points. That's like 
five quarterback weeks, no, six quarterback weeks in like four weeks. Yeah. That's crazy. Looking, looking back on some stat stuff, some of our best running back seasons, their total was less than 328. Yeah. Right. Like guys, like, like we would look back and be like, wow, that running back was really good that year. Like Gurley, some of those guys, they scored like 350 points for the and he's put that up season. in four weeks. Yeah. It's incredible. Which is crazy. Um, moving on next category, uh, running back non-flex players included in this. So team Clark obviously is number one, uh, with 226.7 points there. Um, in second is team broad, uh, with 219.5 third is team team, uh, with, uh, 219 points. Uh, so a half a point difference there between the two. Uh, Mile High Club is in fourth, even with the CMC injury, still doing 212.7 points. Wow. And then Team Achterhoff is in fifth uh, with 208. So, like, less than 20 points separate the top two uh, or the top five players in or teams with running backs that have started in the GC this year. It's crazy. Yeah. And every team is basically at some level starting at least two consistent running yeah. backs. And that third yeah. has been helpful. Yep. Yeah, right. the, in, in the top five, the teams that are in the top five utilized the running back wide receiver slot as a running back slot. Each team did um, for those yeah. starting weeks. So that is that is why like, there. Mile High Club's getting a lot of points. We free he has Gurley. Yeah, right. And James Robinson yep. and Gurley have been and filled in admirably for CMC being Yeah, out. and James so. Robinson like is probably the surprise that none of us thought was going to happen um, yeah. at running back there to get yeah. him all those points. And just thinking through, it's like you had Barkley and Kamara at one point for Broad, you have Cook and Taylor. So it's like it, there's kind of like that whole lineup of like having yep, having depth at running back. So cool. Yep. 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 Uh, next is wide receivers. So uh, non-flex positions being uh, – or flex positions being excluded from that list. Uh, team Akterhoff has 230 points. Uh, 2019 Asterix Champ has 221 Juicy J has 206. Uh, Team Broad, again in the top five, is 202.2. And then uh, Team Holly Griffin is in fifth with 194.5. So interesting that you're that Holly Griffin, that you're fifth, but having Ridley. Yeah. Who's still number one after laying a goose egg last week. Yeah. Yeah. And Akterhoff. Yeah, we said we had he has Cooper, Diggs, those guys, so. and, and yeah. Robbie Anderson, who's been surprising um, yeah. with the way he's been utilized. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. So, were you saying real quick that those were guys using it, using the three, just basically counting their three wide receivers? You weren't messing with that running back wide receiver spot. Well, so if they used the running back wide receiver slot as a wide receiver, it was included in that list. Now, I don't know if any of those guys did. I, I don't remember looking. I don't have those numbers right on the top of my head um, over the past four weeks. But those were the ones that in the running back wide receiver slot, if you use it as a running back, it counts towards your running back total. If you use it as a wide receiver, it counts towards your wide receiver total. Yeah. Cool. So next is tight ends. Bubba's mm-hmm. Iron City Inzers is number one in the tight end category with 67.5. Juicy J is second with 61.7. Um, and then we have Team Team with 53.5 points. And then we have Team Clark with 52 points averaged. And then we have Mile High Club again with 51.2 points for tight ends. Hmm. So 
yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. That's a, that's, that's a lot of amount of points for tight ends to score through four weeks. It's over ten points averaged. Yeah, um, for many of those mm-hmm. uh, yeah. tight ends, and that's a that's an interesting position because most it's it's one of the few singular positions on the roster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you start one quarterback, and unless you want to play it at a flex, you start one tight end. Yeah, like yep. there's not and, a lot of play there. Yeah, and truthfully, like between like Dak attack has 20 points for that position and Bubba has 67.5. Like it just goes like that position makes a difference, even though we don't yeah. think that it always does. Like if you can get a killer tight end, yeah. like that can score you 15 points a game. Yeah. That is a godsend for your team because all... not every team utilizes a tight end that way. Exactly. With all due respect to Pablo in 2019 champ, I lost because George Kittle had one of the, most amazing games of all time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 15 or six, 15 receptions, 15 targets and 185 yards and like two touchdowns. Yeah. Like, like just that was his tight end did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it, it's, it's, it's legit. If you can, it's, it's, we joke, but I took Jimmy Graham back in the day and one, two, two, with him on he was roster. scary yeah. back in the day though like, there was like that sneak level to like if you had the 20 point tight end you just seemed to yep. just stay consistent so yep. yeah yep. and there just aren't there that many of those for, no yeah. no there's five or six yep 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 and they cha- sometimes there's like one that changes from year to year you know you just never know yeah. there might be that one surprise uh all right flex position top five uh team clark is in first with 97 points because derrick henry's been sitting there for most yeah. of the season uh, which has helped Actorhoff is in second uh with 83.5 points um and then there is 2019 champ uh with 78.5 points and then uh, team Holly Griffin with 76.5 points in the flex position. And then Dak attack uh, is with 55. So there's a noticeable jump down between fourth and fifth. Um, but then all of the other positions underneath are basically in the 30 to 40 range for flex position. So yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a real, uh, if you have a good flex player, hold on to that person because it's only a third running back is what right. it is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Is that what most of that top five was? Was a third uh, running back who had a third running back in that position. Yep. Interesting. Yep. But there are teams that could have been in that position had injuries not hurt them and they moved their running back up into their regular running back slot. That could have sure. had a really good flex player. You know, like yeah. I think about mile high club, like if CMC doesn't get hurt and James Robinson is in that flex spot, like, yeah that's a fantastic third flex yeah. player to have on your team, you know, mm-hmm. or your rotating letter for yep. net in. Yeah. That's, that makes a lot. Yep. Yep. Um, so on the linebackers, uh, it, it doesn't come as a surprise to me that Bubba is in first place with 176.6 points yep. from his linebackers oh. so far. Um, second is 2019 champ. Uh, with 161.5 points. Uh, Team Holly Griffin is third with 147.4. And then Team Clark is fourth with 137.55. And then Juicy J 
is in fifth with 131.3 points. So it was funny when you said Team Akterhoff has a really good linebacking core. I do believe that. Um, but point-wise, hasn't necessarily shown up. He's got 129.2 points, so he's just out of the top five. So just to just to give context for how many points Bubba's linebackers are averaging a week, yeah, forty four point one five points per week. So wow. over ten points a week, dang per linebacker. Yeah, it's impressive. Yeah, yep, very impressive. Um, I pride myself on linebackers too. So yep, to be in the top five feels good, but not being number one irks me, dude. So it gets even crazier. So I was curious when I was putting this together if top linebackers meant top defense. And in Bubba's situation, it does. He has the top defense with 388.05 points. Oh, wow. Right? So then in second, he hit 388 in four weeks. So almost 100 points per week. Um, And I'll put all this up and the averages because I have the averages figured out as well for four weeks. Um, team Clark is in second with 338.93. Like he has 50 points on us in defenses. That's just crazy. crazy. Uh, Clark, I'm in third with 338.85. So you have me by point, (laughs) like less than (laughs) 0.1 points. (laughs) Um, team juicy J is in fourth, um, with 322.05. And then 2019 champ is in fifth with 313.45 points. So interesting. Yeah. Any, any things jump out at you uh, from that list that we've mentioned? Maybe yeah, not like well, individual teams, but like the importance of positions or whatever it is. Well, right away, the top three teams in the power rankings without knowing any of this are the top three teams of the defense. Like top that. three teams in the defense and top four in linebackers. Yep. Wow. And so, yeah, my, my one true thought is just genuinely like defense is important. Yep. Like there's, there's yeah. value. Like we should do an episode where we just talk about offense and defense stuff, but like there genuinely is just like value to taking your defense seriously. Dude. I mean, like think about Bubba's team. I mean, all of those top teams average, like, let me give you, let me give you these stats. So Holly Griffin averages 84.71 points a week. You average 84.73. Um, and Bubba's team averages 97.01 points a week in wow. points. Juicy J is 80. And then 2019 champ is 78. Yeah. So like, his defense is giving him basically three more running backs and like or two quarterbacks team. or yeah. I mean, it's crazy. It's like he's that when it's, we don't think about it like that, but a normal running back really only gets you about 25 points on average. Mm-hmm. Like that's like a really high consistent scoring running back. So at almost a hundred points from your defense, you are, you're banking on another four running backs when some teams can't even have two running backs on their team. Right. Yep. Yeah. Like that's an incredible stat. That was, that was the thing that jumped out to me was that exact thing that defense truly does matter in this like we kind of talked about it at the beginning with pablo like thinking differently about defense you don't just choose the highest player or like the best players in the league for all the positions like some of them you do 
but you really got to think through your defensive players. Yeah. Like I dropped Jalen Ramsey this week yeah, because he's a, he's a g- fantastic cornerback, yeah. awful for fantasy, right? Exactly. exactly. But defense matters so much that I'm willing to get rid of that because he's not putting up numbers, even though he's good and look for that guy who is third or fourth in the safety rank, you know, yeah. Yeah. because he's going to get me 10 points a week, you know, it, defense the, matters immensely in this league. Yeah. Just a little like how my mind works when it comes to the GC, like and maybe I'm giving away too many tips on this podcast, but the, uh, <laughs> I literally like the only time I will look at depth charts is for the linebacker position. Mm-hmm. I want to, I want to know who is one and two at each position specifically at middle linebacker, but yep. like, yeah. like what is like you ESPN is so good at telling you about offense, but defense is the one you have to dig for. Like you yep. have to like, in draft prep, you have to dig. Like, you don't really have to draft prep for offense. The defense is where like the prep comes. And and to Bubba's credit, I think he has drafted a decent amount of those guys on his defense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I like there's there's just that's where the work comes. Yeah, I remember. I think it was like my second year in the league. There were like a couple of linebackers that actually went drafted in the first round, and I me still being new to it. I was like, why are people drafting linebackers in the first round? This doesn't make sense to me. And I remember Chris, you telling me it's because linebackers are that position you want at defense. That'll get you a ton of points. Yep. And I, you know, these numbers that you're bringing up, it just only confirms that. I mean, just think about this. So team broad, second in quarterback, second in right running back, non-flex players, fourth in wide receivers, but last in defense. And he's one in three. And he's one in three. Yep. There's, like, like you can't tell me there's no correlation. Right. I mean, in, in his defense, he scores averaging 58 points a week in defense. Wow. But in offense, like quarterback, he's averaging 72 running back per week 54 wide receiver 50 yeah like he probably averages out to maybe the best offense or uh yeah probably yeah i mean tight end hurts him quite a bit um and his flex position does but like starting positions for wide receivers and running backs like probably averages out to the highest out of all of us if not up there like up there at least top three i would say probably but that defense man like that was the thing that jumped out at me defense truly does matter in this league Mm -hmm. from these stats So I'll do that again. I'll do it based on like every four weeks, like we'll reevaluate to see who's had the top offense and stuff like that for those four weeks uh, and give you those updates because that's just fun uh, for me to do. And I'll I'll post like regular recurring totals of like which team is in the lead for these positions and and do all that stuff because I enjoy doing that. That's fun to see. Cool stuff, dude. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, of course. So that's it. I think we covered everything. Yeah. Yeah. Feels great. Yeah. Well, I hope that was fun. It was a lot. I mean, we did power rankings, we did redrafting, we did top fives, but it's all stuff that we do because we love you guys. We love to talk about your teams. We hope that you enjoy hearing about your teams, the good, the bad, and the ugly uh, of it all. Uh, Because again, we are doing a podcast about the best fantasy dynasty IDP keeper league that has ever existed on the face of the planet, the Gentleman's Club. That is a mouthful. And it happens every time we do a podcast, Casey. It will never stop. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough.
Thanks to our guest, Casey, for joining us. We appreciate you being on, dude. And uh, we look forward to team team and maybe your continual rise to making the playoffs. I think you're one of the few teams that hasn't made it yet, but yep. um, 2021, baby. There so, we go. I've, I'll, I'll try not to let you down, Clark. I know you've been on the bandwagon, so hopefully I'm, you can I'm stay on. on. I'm driving <laughs> the bandwagon. So don't All worry. right. So. All right. This has been good, good, fellas. Yep. Sweet. Later.